0: Live from Red Bull Studios, New York. I'm in love with my life. Hey, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Job, a podcast about jobs. My next guest is Lisa Goldstein, head of the youth wing at the Brooklyn Public Library's Central Library. Basically, she gets to decide what babies and all the kids will read, forcing an unimpeachable taste on young minds. I'm in love with my life. Hi. So, okay, how do you describe your
1: job to someone at a cocktail party? Um, well, first I just say I'm a librarian, and then usually they say, oh, that's so wonderful or so adorable. So oh, So wow. I never get a bad reaction.
0: But adorable, <laughs> is that like patronizing, or is it kind of like... A little bit, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> um, so what is your actual day-to-day like? Um, well, I actually work for... I started as a y librarian, but I actually work for a department that s- serves ages zero up through high school, so... So, there's a lot of babies in my day. I was going to say zero. uh, Yeah, yeah, zero. You can get a library card the day you're born. That's amazing. Um, And some of our most popular programs are for babies and toddlers. Oh, and they're caregivers. Wow. They are accompanied by adults.
0: So, you don't just run around shushing people and like wearing a twin set and being like,
1: meh. No, not at all. We have the loudest part of the the library. Yeah, because there's
0: not that much convincing zero year olds to be like, listen.
1: Exactly. (laughs) is a public space.
0: So um, what does that actually, like, you know, so that's the youth wing? Is that what
1: that is? Yes. Okay.
0: So when you are overlord of the youth wing, is that like relatively high up in the hierarchy? Like, how does that kind of stuff work?
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we have um, branches. We have 58 branches and there's branch managers. And so I'm kind of like a branch manager, but I head a department at the Central Library got it. So if that makes sense. And then there's people who are kind of in charge of services for the whole system. So there's mm. like there's a young adult services coordinator wow. who's more administrative and I'm more public service. So, oh, okay. So I deal with like I deal with a department that offers programs and reference and and we work on the collection mm. and outreach. So you're like so. people-facing. Yes, exactly. So yeah.
0: what is so when
1: I say when you say zero to high school, like yeah. what is your day-to-day? Um we I will, it's a fun job because the day to day is always changing. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we usually will be assigned to cover the reference desk. So we take shifts. So it's like, you know, you might go to a coffee shop and everyone's taking turns mm. serving coffee. So we're taking turns answering reference questions. Um, like what? Um, there, sometimes they can, well, the classic library reference question is where's the bathroom, (laughs) which we get, which is a valid question. Very. And, um, but a lot of, we, in library world, it's called reader's advisory. So people ask for what they should read. Oh, wow. um, And a lot of it is parents asking for their kids. Oh, okay. And a lot of it is also kids and teens, um, asking for book recommendations or with help with research for homework. Um, or we have teachers coming in who need help booking a class visit or, Oh right um, so yeah. do you work in the big library at Grand Army Plaza?
0: Yes. Oh, wow. That's yeah. that's wild. So where is your, like, office inside? Oh, I,
1: oh inside the youth wing. Um, <laughs> um, it's actually in this little weird mezzanine corner that no one knows about. But it's next door to one of our program rooms. So there's always a lot of kids running through the hallways. Wow. So, yes. Specific. So it covers,
0: like... Three acres and is open from nine to nine. What is your like? When do
1: you start and when like when do you get off work and all that stuff? Um, well, yeah, we covered the different shifts. So yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. sometimes I do work a two p.m. to nine p.m. shift, which Oof. is kind of a weird shift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, usually we work from like ten to six, so it's pretty good hours. Yeah, chill. Everyone takes turns with different shifts. So, right on. So what's a yeah. general vibe like? It's it can be pretty chaotic. It's always. I mean, chaotic in a good way. Right, right, right. It's, all, it's just very – it's a very busy, very well-used library because it's a neighborhood library, mm-hmm. and it's a library for everyone in Brooklyn. So. Yeah, it's huge, right? Like, it serves, like, how many people?
0: Like, 1.5 million? Was that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, It's 2.5
1: in Brooklyn, so, you oh, know, wow. about. So we're just missing a million of those people.
0: In terms of, like, your colleagues – are they chill, or is it like cutthroat? And people are like, "No elbows. I'm going to get to the top." And like, it's a hard scrabble world of library.
1: There's, I mean, no, there. Where it's a very relaxed group of people. Really? And people love working at Central because if you're working in a branch, you might be the only children's or teen librarian there. So kind of sometimes your best friends are the are the teens. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, but if you're working with a bunch of youth librarians, then you're all kind of on the same team and you work together and and have a similar outlook. So So
0: when you talk to like another librarian and they're like not in central, they like,
1: "Ooh, central." Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is it is really nice. Though actually if you work in a branch, you're kind of like queen of the neighborhood. Oh, that's you know, true. Everyone knows who you are. Central, you're it's harder to you don't have a grasp on your on your public as much because oh, you have different people coming in all the time.
0: Let's just say that I haven't had a library card since you could rent VHS tapes from libraries. Mm-hmm. So Let's just say it's been a while. Like what am I missing? Like cuz I also saw online that you guys like you can apply for a passport at the li- at the central library. Yes. Like there's all these bells and whistles like what <laughs> have I missed in the last, let's say, decades of not visiting the library? (laughs) Well,
1: there still are VHS tapes in some (laughs) of our branches with our older populations. So so you're not missing out on that. Um, Yeah, I mean, the library, I feel like we're always trying to say we're more than books, even though books are great. Yeah. Um, But we have a lot of programming, so... A lot of programming for all ages, so for adults, there's um, like even dance lessons, art classes, there's um, performances, there's author talks, and it's all free. So there are things that you might be paying for elsewhere, but our programs are always free. Are library cards free? Is that the dumbest question? Yes. No, and there are no questions that are dumb. You're According so- to a librarian, <laughs> we want you to ask us questions, but no, they are free to replace when you have to pay a fee.
0: So you know how when you're little and you have these like haunting nightmares of like the library book you never returned and like, you're like, oh no, like the fines are going to be like exactly 1.4 squillion
1: dollars. And you're like yeah. freaked out. Why are library book fines so expensive? Um, they are not expensive, actually. So huh. like our, at least at Brooklyn Public Library, um, you ne- you will never pay more than the price of the book. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but if you come and see me, I'll probably help you with your fines if you're, <laughs> if you're a teenager or younger. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and we even have, um, there's. it's actually, if you look into this, there's actually a huge debate among libraries now um, if children's cards should even have fines attached to them because yeah, it is right? a barrier um, cause uh, I mean, children don't have an income, so sometimes their parents will get upset and
0: well, also you get you know, really worrying. freaked out
1: if you have yes. a fine. It's like
0: the, sca- like, the, I think the reason actually why I remember it to be like prohibitively, like scandalizingly expensive, cause I probably was a kid and it was probably like four bucks and mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? Like yeah, what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually a really good point. So, um,
1: where did you grow up? I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay. Just outside of DC. What did your parents do? They, my mother worked for the government. Okay. Um, and my dad taught English. Well, he's, he taught a mixture of things, mostly to new immigrants, like new Americans. So okay. it started as um, English, and then it kind of became like computer skills and business skills. So, so all um, the app- applicable verbs that you require? Yes. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. <laughs> what were you like as a kid?
1: I well, I loved libraries. I was definitely a future librarian. I was very quiet, and I loved reading. Like as soon as I learned to read, I couldn't imagine my life without it. Um, And I loved when I was a teenager. I was I was even more quiet, and I loved. (laughs) But I loved. I listened to loud music. Right. You know, kind of classic. Like what? I mean, I actually I have a twin sister. Oh, interesting. Who's older? She is eleven minutes older. And what does she do? She is a book editor. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Family, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, we were we're not identical either. So okay, it's less weird. Okay. But yeah, I mean, we we kind of had our own little universe in a way like twins do. Yeah, sure. I, I feel like I was kind of antisocial in a way I didn't need to be because my high school wasn't actually full of terrible people.
0: Well, you I had think. a built-in you know, society. You're like, what, yeah. what am I going outside for? Yeah. Like, I have my homies. They yeah. they are like me. We live together. It's we're, less scary. It's it's the best. Yeah. Um, when and how were you like, that's it? Like, I'm on team book, and whatever I end up doing with my life, it's going to be, like, on this team. Like, what was
1: that moment, I guess? I feel like it wasn't really – I think I'm kind of dense because it wasn't a real moment. (laughs) Um, (laughs) like, I always worked in libraries. My very first job in high school was working at my local library in the children's section. So – how? And I, like, were you just like, that's of course, that's the job I'd get I, or like, yeah, I don't know. I just I think that was a job that was open. And I applied for it. And how I got old it. were you? I was 15. Okay. And I worked through the end of my high school year. And then in college, I worked in my library. Um, and I, I had a wonderful job. Like, I got to, it was the beginning of the of the web, so I learned <laughs> HTML, and I used a digital camera that was, you know, as big as a, I don't know, six VHS tapes. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you and, were on the information superhighway. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I loved it, but I still never thought of being a librarian. Really? Yeah. I think I probably, I think it's unfairly, now it has a better image, I think. Yeah. But I think then, maybe I was rebelling against being my My true librarian self, you know, I was kind of tired of being like seen as the shy bookish person, which is gets boring to be pigeonholed as that. Sure. I just didn't think of myself as a librarian. But then what happened? Then... I moved to New York and I worked at New York Public Library, <laughs> but I my job was kind of boring because I wasn't a librarian. Yeah, it was well, kind of data. It was. How, how old are you? I was twenty three. Okay, and then it was kind of like a data entry job, and mm-hmm. I was getting tired of it. So I decided to go to library school and apply for their trainee program. Okay, and then I got hired at Brooklyn their trainee program, and then I was like, I love this job. Well, you've been there yes. for really a long yes. time. I want to say yeah. since like two thousand two. Yeah, the end of two thousand two. Okay, so
0: fourteen years. So you have? Do you have like? a degree in library sciences? Yes. So, um, what is that even? <laughs> I know, everyone's <laughs> like, what do you study?
1: No, because everyone's just like, is that just like, you're really fast, at the Dewey Decimal System? Like, yeah, we yeah. have no idea. Yeah, yeah, people think it's amazing that actually we use the Dewey Decimal System. I think it just seems so antiquated, which it is. It's yeah, so but cute. it's also
0: like the, the one sort of piece of vernacular that most of us know we're like, haha. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you learn? <laughs> um, it, you know, it kind of depends. I feel like we took a core class, like core classes like reference. So mm. that's, you know, when you're helping people on the reference desk. Cataloging, when you're deciding um, like what Dewey number or or Library of Congress number the book gets. And then technology, which is my, so, I feel like my degree actually is completely out of date because it's over ten years old. So, I mean, I know people who went to library school in the last few years and they've just become web developers. Oh, so, wow, right. So and it's much more about <laughs> or like user experience people. Mm. So, and what I did was also, you can choose a different focus. So I focus on public library services for kids and teens. And if you might be going to, to library school to be an archivist, and then you're you're going to have a totally different set of classes. Sure. So. Well, when you were in school and you were like,
0: "This is what I am concentrating on," were, were people around you like, "Woof, you will not be
1: making any money. Like, <laughs> you like, must woof. not be interested in like a lucrative career." Is that like the vibe? No, I think I mean none of my friends are really making that much money
0: anyway. Yeah, me neither. You could never accuse Actually right. that's a lie. Like recently they, things have happened where like their very dorky interest has like uh. proliferated and become this like incredibly like successful thing. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. And it only takes takes like fifteen years, I yeah, yeah. guess. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, like For I guess like for what you I looked on like Glassdoor and it was like giving sample salaries of like senior librarians Mm -hmm. and they make like fifty k. Like given the cost of living in New York, like is is what you make tough living here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I make more than that now because I've been promoted. Yeah, sure. You're like yeah. So. But, you, I've, I mean, it's just the same kind of thing you, a teacher could feel. Like, you I'm know, sure. it's frustrating just to feel. I actually was talking to my friend who also has a similar position to mine, and he's like, you know, I'm a, I manage this branch, and I live in, like, Flatbush with three roommates, and... And I was like, I'm sure we have each probably indirectly saved at least one person's life with our job.
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, we don't get compensated for it. And people who create some, and not that it's bad to create an app, but, you know, he was talking about someone who created some random app and then they live in some penthouse. Somewhere. Yeah, there's tons of assholes who yeah, <laughs> yeah, make yeah. an app
0: and that's like the Yo! app. You're like, you know what? This yeah. is just incorrect. <laughs> like something is awry with what people should be making. So... Yeah, so you when you started in the library system, it was 2002 and you worked in Brownsville in East New York. Do you guys get
1: placed or do you ask to be placed in partic- particular areas or what? Or is it like, well that that actually I started actually in um Gravesend. Okay. Near uh, um, Avenue X. Glamorous. Avenue X. I was like, this sounds scary, but um, that I wasn't placed. They tried to, I, I I was hired and I think they tried to put me near where I lived, which was, it wasn't near where I lived, but <laughs> but I think they were trying. Right. Um, and then when I worked in Brownsville, East New York, that was actually a promotion. So I chose to work there. Okay. Why? So, um, it was a really, the job was really interesting. They used to have these they used to have branches in regional clusters and mm-hmm. they would have age level specialists working to coordinate services for all the branches. So I worked on coordinating young adult services for it started as three and it ended as five branches in in East New York and Brownsville. What so was I that? was kind of traveling around. What was that like? It was in some ways it was hard because you would get you get to know the kids and the teens at one library or you go to a high school and say this library has all these great programs and then. They'd say, Well, are you going to be there? And think, Well, let me check my calendar because then I'm going to be moving on to this library. Right, right, right. But also, there's a lot of freedom. So, you could do a lot of outreach, which is really, really rewarding. Like what kind of outreach? Mostly with, if you're working with youth, then it's with schools. And, and usually, we start with the public schools, mm-hmm. so the most underserved schools. You know. And, and what, what does that actually entail? You, so a lot of phone calls and emails and trying to get your way in and sometimes you just find an amazing librarian or teacher and then they invite you in and I just try to do whatever they need. Um, so you, you actually just go and tell them about the library, you tell them about fines, like oh yeah. if you have a fine it doesn't matter, right,
0: right, right. Ding, we ding, don't ding. judge you. Yeah. Uh, you.
1: We do book talks so that's when you bring a few books and you talk them up kind of like a trailer. What kind of books would you like bring in those early days? Um, I try to well, I try to bring newer books that they might sure. not have heard of, yeah. that are relevant to their experience. So, and not to be too patronizing, like, oh, I assume you want to read this, but mm. books that reflect, you know, their their diversity or their background or mm. or the issues that they might be facing are also just books that we call them reluctant readers. So, not assuming that every kid wants to read, you know, Charles Dickens. Like, they might want <laughs> to just look at a book of photographs of sneakers, and that's that's valid. What kind too. of book about sneakers? We we actually did have a book with just like pictures of sneakers and yeah you
0: know? so it's just like getting like just getting the door open for like whomever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. And um
0: is that hard? Do you feel like a salesperson?
1: Yeah, but it's exciting cuz you're also what's great is that you have no agenda. Like I mean the only agenda is to just get people in the library and and get access to information, which is, you know, should be free anyway, so.
0: Yeah. And what are some of like Obviously, the rewarding aspects of that, like what's like
1: an an anecdote of like where you're like, huh, like this is worth it. I mean, there's there's a lot. Um, I mean, one I remember when I worked in Brownsville, I went to a school across the street from a library and I and a girl came in that day and she said she was 15 and she'd never been in a library before. So it just took someone inviting her in, you know, making her aware of it as a place that was for her, especially with teenagers. They just feel like they're not invited anywhere pretty much <laughs> they're not welcome anywhere. Right. That's heartbreaking. So, yeah. And and so
0: like what kind of what kind of like of your tastes were you like,
1: Ooh, like I would be mm-hmm. super psyched if they were into these things. Oh, well, one reason I was excited to become a teen librarian is comics were comics are now big in, in all library collections for all ages, but they were definitely promoted heavily for teens. And I was like, oh, I like comics. What kind of comics I, were, were you? Um, I mean, I was definitely I mean, personally, I was more into the underground you know stuff that you read when you're in your 20s or like what? or your 40s now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like um, like Dan Clowes and Peter yeah. Bag and all that. So I was reading all of that stuff, but you know, it translates pretty well. There's a lot of there's a lot of comics for teens that are pretty subversive and and fun. Even superhero comics, like there's an amazing one called Ms. Marvel. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah Kamala so. Khan, like. Like, the newest version yes. is, like, awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny
0: and clever. And, and she does, she's not yeah. naked, yes. which is rad. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. No, I mean, do, do you ever have moments where, like, a kid will be like, oh, my
1: God, I did not know that, like, I also was secretly team books? I Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's really exciting to go into a class, and the kids are kind of like, uh, and then um, – you know, and then they are like, you talk about a book, and then they come to the library after and say, "Oh, I really want that book, you know. and and I think it's I think it's just we're kind of lucky not being teachers because we don't have you're neutral. Yeah, yeah, we don't we really, I mean, not that teachers have a commercial agenda, but they have to get this curriculum across. They have to teach. And for us, it's all about informal learning. So it's meeting them where their interests are, which is a lot more fun for everybody. Yeah, also
0: you're not like, and now here's a quiz. Yeah, exactly. And we
1: don't, we're not, like, reading is about having fun. Like, if you enjoy reading, you're going to read more. So we're not shoving anything down anyone's throats. Do
0: you have to, like, keep apprised of, like, teen interests, like, because you interact with them so frequently?
1: I feel like I do, but I'm doing less and less a good job of it. Well, (laughs) so? (laughs) In some ways, I don't mind. I feel like teens also... You definitely should be aware of what's going on in the world, but they also... Kind of hate it when you're like, hey, let me just
0: interface with you on your, like,
1: on the haps. I know, and I feel like you can learn a lot just by asking them, and they're happy to tell you as an ignorant adult... What's going on? What's like the last thing you learned from a teen where you're like, whoa, and it blew your, blew I your mean, mind? I feel like every day I'm always asking teens and kids to explain Minecraft to me. <laughs> i like, what is this? I cannot figure it out. It seems really hard. This is your life. <laughs> and they're happy to explain it. And also any kind of gaming. Like, I mean, I'm really, I was, I didn't actually play video games much growing up. And um, the teens play Mario Kart every week at our gaming program. And I'm always like, who are all these people? Like, <laughs> explain them to me and then they're happy to or a K-pop I've learned a lot about K-pop from one of our volunteers that's the only time she would talk is if I asked her about K-pop Amazing so. what have you learned about yeah. K-pop Um I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> But I was I learned that she was she learned a lot of Korean from it or she was learning the language and because of it And what is her mother tongue like what is the ethnicity of this person in question She was I mean most of our a lot of our population is has Caribbean roots or West Indian roots, and that okay. was her. Yeah. I mean, she was American, but...
0: Oh, right on. So yeah. No, that's the... Yeah. My, one of my favorite things is, like, sometimes I'll go... Um, you know, because, like, K-pop is, like, everywhere. And so um, I'll talk to people, and they, they know Korean phonetically because of it, uh-huh. which is, like, always was my mind. As a Korean person, I'm like, whoa, do that again. Uh-huh. like, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so what's your media diet like, just, like, for you, for your life? Oh, uh, you mean, like, for keeping up with... For keeping up and also, like, just your interests, I guess, like your
1: flavors and stuff. Um, Well, you know, I read all the same, um, you know, blogs and junk that people do in Facebook feeds and things like that. And I actually feel like I still I really prefer paper. Like, it's hard. (laughs) It's really hard for me. I feel like an old person, but it's hard for me to focus when I'm reading online. Oh, interesting. Do you have a Kindle? No, I do not have a Kindle. I have a tablet, like a Google, crappy Google tablet, but I hate using it. I use it for more functional things like like travel books or something if I'm traveling. Right, but But you're not like reading for pleasure on a... No, I can't. I just can't focus. I could probably get used to a Kindle, but... Also, I work at a library. I'm just surrounded by books all the time, so I don't feel... I understand why people would not want the inconvenience of kind of Mm. going to the library in a way and... Though we do have ebooks too. We have oh, free. how do you get those? Do you just go online and you're like, hey? Yeah, yeah. You set up <laughs> an account, you're, use your library account, and download
0: it. So. That's brilliant. And then obviously you don't have to return it, which is nice. Yes, yeah, it just disappears. Also, I'm like asking you these questions of, as if I don't <laughs> know how like information travels on the internet. No, that's cool. Um, so do teens just come out and hang in the library? They
1: do at the Central Library. And I think uh, we have a pretty good teen space there. So And so they're just invited to loiter. Yeah, well, it's not loitering. It's, you know, it's using the space (laughs) for, you know, engagement, social engagement. Yeah, yeah. Does it bum Uh, you
0: out that Barnes & Nobles took out, like, all the comfy chairs and stuff?
1: No, because then we get more business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, Did you hear that the only Barnes & Nobles in the Bronx is closing down? It's, like, the only general interest bookstore, which is wild. Um, And I think that, like, Manhattan has, like, 90 bookstores, and it just seems, like, Mm -hmm. really... I feel like in Brooklyn, though, we have a lot of great bookstores,
1: that's like a true. lot of great
0: indie bookstores that are thriving. So Do you go Do you go into them or do you feel slightly guilty?
1: No. I mean, I feel kind of guilty because sometimes I go in and I make a list of books and then I just go to the library and get those <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's like actually the move. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Are you constantly reading a book?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm also constantly just looking at a stack of books that I mean to read, but, mm. have, but then I have to accept that I will never read them. What are you currently yeah. reading? Um, I'm reading a few things I'm reading. I'm reading, um, a young adult book called The Haters about this group of kids who form a band. They, they run away from jazz camp.
0: Who wrote it? It's by Jesse Andrews. Oh, Oh, that's funny. I'm, I'm reading, um, me, Earl and the Dying Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm going to read that next. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. How is it? Is it great? Yeah. It's really funny. And I'm just like, oh,
1: cool. I've been chortling to myself.
0: (laughs) What are the, um, what are the sort of YA books that, like, if you... I don't know, like, someone imprints on you and you're like, okay, like, I feel like you, you, your interests and my interests jibe. Like, what are the mm-hmm. YA books that you would recommend to this person?
1: Oh, just, like, to you, you mean? Or just T- someone to one. Someone, who has <laughs> yeah. it, someone who hasn't read YA? Yeah. Well, it depends on their taste. I mean, I'm actually really ignorant about like YA fantasy is huge and I'm kind of I don't really like reading fantasy
0: which is fine
1: so I kind of am weak on that but Um, what are your tastes like? um, I like more realistic stuff like and I like humor so I like that's why I like Jesse Andrews Um, I would say if you have never read YA and you might have similar tastes to me One of the biggest books recently was Eleanor and Park by Rainbow (gasps) Rowell. And I think adult, it's very appealing to adults, too. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like that's a book everyone likes. Yeah, and also crying. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And the setting
0: is so good. Yes, and then the, ugh, the the way they describe it. It's so good. And that actually made me, like, go back. And I'd never read any of Rainbow Rowell's stuff before that. And I
1: just, like, housed all the other ones before. Mm -hmm. It was really satisfying. What else? I have the new book by Nicola Yoon, who's, I think she's from Brooklyn. Just edit this over, edit correct information <laughs> over here. But her last book was, was, I think it was New York Times bestseller, but it's called Everything, Everything. everything. Is that, yeah, Everything yeah, is yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And that, did you read that? Yeah, I did that, read that. It reminds that. me of Rain, uh, Eleanor in Park 2 because it's a slow movement. Yes, short. and then at the end you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, no, yeah, no, exactly.
0: no, no, no. yeah, I love that this has just turned into like a <laughs> book club for two
1: where I'm like, yeah, what yeah. else should I read? Well, I'm impressed <laughs> how much you read
0: <laughs> People have this sort of idea of what a li- librarian is like, you know, again, with like glasses, mm-hmm. twin set, like beehive <laughs> hairdo. Yeah, that I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are librarians
1: now like? Um, I mean, I think I don't know. It's hard. I feel like I have. I want to avoid stereotyping. Yeah, you're or like, we contain them, like, multitudes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still think they're overwhelmingly, and everyone kind of hates themselves for this, but it is still overwhelmingly like white women. Okay, why um, is that? Um, I don't know. I don't think we're reaching out to the right people. Like we're we've we actually had, we're bringing back a teen internship program that was. Um, it used to be called multi- Multicultural Internship Program where we tried to find teens from a variety of backgrounds and teach them about librarianship as a career just mm-hmm. to sort of cultivate that or at least create library users who are more diverse, which yeah. our library users are diverse in Brooklyn. But but yeah, that's but it's not, a problem. Is that not the case like everywhere else in the country? I, don't, I mean, it diversity. depends on the community, mm. I guess. But if you go to a like a publisher preview for librarians or um, or a conference, it's like, you know, and then there's a few... You know, there's, like, a scattering of, of of people who aren't white women. but
0: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a lot of book parties in terms of, like, when everybody has a tote bag that is, like, yes. a publisher. It's, like, white women and some Asian
1: women. Mm-hmm. And then, like, ta-da! <laughs> yeah. But also librarians, I mean, to be positive. I mean, not that it's bad, but it's, it's just we need more diversity. But librarians tend to be um, very aware of the social justice side of our work and just proud of the advocacy we do for for the more underserved people um because that's really who we're serving most of the time um and also just our role as providing access to information and free free services and do you which take is that really rare really seriously <laughs> yes yeah and, and that's the source of pride i think that's the most pride we all take in our jobs so, so yeah speaking of underserved people you've
0: Worked with incarcerated teens and like teens in group homes and like alternative schools and stuff. Um, is it true that the school library at Crossroads Juvenile Center in
1: Brownsville is on a floor that only the dudes have access to? I actually don't know if that's still true, but I it was think it's for a while. Okay. Yeah, I think they had a, they had some really fantastic librarians that they hired um who did a great job with the library there so i don't know if it's changed um but yeah that's how it started mm. yes and then they had an elevator they would bring up they had a book cart service for the girls yeah but the elevator was broken for months so they had no access to books
0: oh that's wild yeah. um in terms of like you know working with teens who like are in group homes or like incarcerated alter- like what is the work like like what are you trying to like accomplish
1: I mean, really what I was trying to do is just the same, almost the same that I do at any school. So I would just go in and bring books that appealed to them um, and talk about what services we had. The only thing was that at, this was a secure sent, um, detention center, so they could never leave. So they had no way of getting to the library. So I had a kind of a book. It was almost like a deposit collection where I bring books. I'd get, I'd get what requests they wanted. i come, I come every week because the population changes all the time. So, yeah. But it was... It was hard because there were some, I feel like the security side, they would sort of randomly clamp down on things. Like Like, how? um, Like one book, I mean, I never bought anything hardcover. They they didn't want any like urban fiction for adults, but they didn't know. I mean, they hadn't read every book I brought, so they couldn't know what content there was. But there was a book called Body Drama that was a really... It's just had photographs of real girls, of girls' bodies and just sort of showing things that people might think are an aberration, but it's actually normal. Yeah. And it made its way to a boys' hall, and they almost shut down our service. Like, they were so freaked out that that book, you know, was was seen by a boy or well, that we even brought like, it
0: in. So it was like contraband, and they were, like, freaked yes, out? Yes,
1: yeah. So what kind of, like, books still
0: raise, like, different types of people's ire in terms of, like, the whole banned books thing? Like, what sort of books are people are misunderstood in the larger
1: community well we're i feel like we're so lucky to live in brooklyn new york city where people aren't there aren't really a lot of challenges to books especially in a school you're going to get more challenges because mm. because they're acting like uh, on behalf of the parents but we had it was banned books week a few weeks ago or in september mm-hmm. whenever that was yeah <laughs> yeah then, uh, I know, yeah and um, my coworker did a display of book covers of of really frequently challenged books for t- children and teens. And one was Two Boys Kissing by David Levithan, which the cover is the the cover is two boys kissing. Yeah, it's a photograph. And we got actually some some looks and questions from adults, right? Um, but teens were actually fascinated. Like, why are these books banned? And I had one teen. This actually led to me. Talking to a teen who asked for that book and a book called *Magenta*, which is about trans teens, mm. and then picking up resources we had for LGBTQ youth, and then a week later, this teen came to me on the desk and asked me to change their gender and their Whoa. name on their library card record. Which I was like, "I'll do that here." I don't know if the circulation desk they would they would have been able to do it, but, right? But it was like you know, that's that display led to like something kind of big.
0: Yeah, like, that's like, really yeah.
1: huge, and.
0: That's like, yeah, that like change again, like going back to what you were saying earlier, that's like life changing,
1: yeah, and it and it was just because we had that book on display, you know do people come back and like thank you, or are they just like, is it kind of a thankless job sometimes it's it's funny because I would just real a few weeks ago I was like, this is an amazing job. people thank us all day because people just say thank you when you help them, yeah, but yeah, you often. You're helping someone but you might not see them again or you don't know what effect you had on them. But I think that's a good thing. I think if if you're working with an ego, you know, you're gonna get bogged down by that. So you're not in you're not a librarian for fame. No. <laughs> I mean some people are. Some people do a very good job. Really? Know, um, is there like a rock star who's like a librarian? We have I feel like our our homegrown rock star is called Rita Mead and she's published she's published a picture book and she has a podcast and she has this amazing blog. I mean, I think you can really especially with you know the internet now you can make a name for yourself um so but it, yeah is, but it, it, it's definitely not the case that like every librarian
0: is like a frustrated writer or anything is it i don't know i'm a frustrated writer Are
1: <laughs> yes. are you what would you be writing or are well, you... i am working on something now but i mean i do for i do national novel writing month every oh, year you do well i just tough. write a pile of junk and then i never read it so what kind but, yeah. of would you are you writing ya Yes, I am now. I've actually, I've tried everything, so. But it's funny, I'm writing, I'm writing one now about kids in a band, and I'm reading The Haters, and I'm just hating myself. <laughs> Why did you do that? I deliberately,
0: I very deliberately don't do that. Like, if I'm writing something that's too similar to something, I'm like, boop,
1: I no longer yeah, know that you Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't. I just wanted to read the book, and I have, yeah. it. it's bad timing, <laughs> just bad timing. But. Um, so do you love your job? I do love my job. I feel so grateful for my job, too. So So you wake up every morning and you're, like, psyched.
0: Not always. I mean, yeah. But generally,
1: you're not, like, filled with, like, this, like, trepidation and, like, gloom or anything. No. Because, I mean, because I feel like my job really matters. And it also helps that I work with really fantastic people. So that that definitely makes a difference. Have you ever Um, worked with
0: non-fantastic people? Yes. Oh, okay. So (laughs) right now you're just in that sort of equilibrium state where, like, everyone's really cool to
1: each other. Yeah. And also... When I work with non fantastic people, it's it's always been the minority. It's you know. It's just one. But I mean, I think most workplaces there can yeah. just be someone who's harder to deal with. But then you also have, then you have the public too. That's so. true.
0: Public is tough. I mean, you yeah. kind you're kind of in retail. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's customer
1: service. Yeah, like we that's call it a, that. no. I, I was actually saying the public is is your help. You know, like you know, but, they're your friends. Too. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, because are most are most of the people just like cool. To yeah, yeah, yeah. People are people are nice. I mean, I think if you're nice too. I yeah, think, that's you true. Know, Yeah, if, if you seem like you like people, then they're probably going to respond to you. Yeah, there's not going to okay. just be like an errant biter or anything. Yeah, like. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're obviously hardcore team books, and you derive a lot of pleasure from books, and you're around books a lot. What can people do? Like, what can people do to help when it comes to like getting books to like kids and shit? <laughs>
1: Oh, you very mean articulate, who aren't? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the name of one of our programs, <laughs> kids yeah, and shit. So, wait, you mean people who aren't librarians? Yeah, and like, they want to get like, books are there kids? donations? Do you like, oh, are there okay.
0: book drives? Are there like certain ones that are more reputable than others? Like, what do you do? Like, if you're like, hmm, I too am team books. I, mm-hmm. however, am not a librarian. Ergo, like, I will somehow try to help in this manner. Like, what's like the most convincing and like mm-hmm. best way to go about that?
1: I mean, you can support your library by by getting a library card and using the library. I always tell people if you just come, if you just check out a book, you're helping us. Is that so? You're helping so? us get funding. And the more, it's like all, it's a lot of it is statistics. Oh, okay. So, so it's like with everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, across yeah. the world. Um, are there like huge national meetings for librarians? Yes, there's the American Library Association has two conferences a year and they have one that's the annual one that's where is it up to 50,000 librarians. It it wrote it moves around. So the next one is in Chicago, which is where their headquarters are. So do you go? I've been I haven't gone the last few a lot of what you can do is you can join committees Mm. um, and then work with the committees and a lot of a lot of these committees are creating book lists and giving awards to books. So like the Newbery and Caldecott are ALA committees. Yeah. So and I've been on I was on a great graphic novels for teens committee. That was so much fun. What kind of
0: stuff were you like saying that teens should read?
1: Well, we were just – I mean, basically, you're judging something that comes out within a year, Mm. usually, so publishers are sending you comics, and and we are looking for (laughs) – Is it just a hustle for you to get free comics? (laughs) It it was. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but, I mean, we're trying to find, like, a diverse selection of books, you know, so that kind of address the interests of teens all around the country. So it's what's interesting is that you can get, like, especially if you live in New York, you're so New York-specific, and then you meet someone who – you know lives in the bible belt and they have a different view of sure what their teens need so it's pretty fascinating
0: do you i mean what is the what is the like the feeling and vibe at one of these like conferences
1: i guess it's it's for me it's kind of a mixture of how many days is it usually it's over a weekend it's like a long weekend so okay. it can start kind of thursday evening and go through monday so it's like comic-con Yes. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a convention. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it as
0: like grueling where you're just like, just like marauding from one end to the other yes. and it's like a hall and you have to like go to, go to all these meetings? Is there like a very specific pecking order and hierarchy where you're like, that person's like famous within the librarian world? No,
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe I think I just don't f- care. Or I don't really <laughs> feel that. Or I think it'd be, I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm missing out on the cutthroat world of librarianship, but I don't feel like people are... Like, uh, why are they talking or something? You know, I think people are more like, oh, cool. Like that person is appearing. You know? but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can definitely... I, Sometimes I have this perverse thing where I'm like, if I'm surrounded by one thing, you know, I just don't want to be around that. Yeah. Even though I've paid money or flown, you know, across the country to go to this. I'm like, I'm so tired of librarians. <laughs> I'm so tired of... Or sometimes I'm like, I'm tired of books. I wish people would stop talking about books. Is that true? That's amazing. Have, yeah. Because yeah. also I think... I, you can feel a little insecure if you go, and there's people who are way more into this than you are and know way more. And then I just sort of give but up. What is knowing you know? more, though,
0: where they're just like, oh, but have you read Meow Me, Me, yes, yes, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> so no, annoyed. I haven't, because
1: I have other stuff to do. But <laughs> yeah, Or yeah, I'm yeah. just not as dedicated. I think so. you're pretty dedicated. <laughs> I'm um, dedicated to the spirit of the work. Not. What is the hardest part of your job? Um, I think, I mean, my job personally, I just feel like constantly juggling many things. One thing I like about my job is that I'm involved in some administrative things. So I get to work with a lot of departments around Central. Mm. But then it's also, I'm kind of, it's kind of a push and pull between that and the public work. So like I'm trying to cover desks and schedule staff and arrange programs and how and, many, and like, then also go to meetings with people who oh, sure. aren't public facing. So how many employees do you have like in your pod? In my staff, we have um, eight full time librarians, and we have a part time librarian, and then some clerical staff too. Okay, so. is that a pain in the ass to deal with? Like, what what aspect of dealing with them do you not like? I I am in charge of scheduling, which that's I've, a lot. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes I <laughs> I love my staff. But sometimes I feel like it's weird. I'm I'm in charge, but I'm also their secretary. Like I you know, I have to figure, like if they're like, oh, I need to take this day off and I have to schedule, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a lot. You know, actually, and I'm the, not always good at it. The funny so. thing is like, I was talking
0: to the editor in chief of Fader magazine. I think she said the same thing. She's oh. like, the thing I hate is scheduling time off and like scheduling these freaking schedules. And I was like, fair. Yeah. Um, were you, what's your like dream job is, and is it within the library system?
1: My, I mean, if I think back to my dream jobs that I wanted as a kid, mm. which I still kind of want, like, I feel like um, I wanted to be a comedy writer. Like, I wanted to be on the Dick Van Dyke show where they were they were in a room with a piano and they would just write jokes and then suddenly start playing the piano really well. <laughs> <laughs> I want that job. Yeah, that's a cool <laughs> yeah. job. Um,
0: were you, do you have any, like, aspirations to be, like, Librarian of Congress?
1: No, I think... Carla Hayden's going to do better than I could ever do. I mean, is it a huge deal that Carla Hayden is the 14th Librarian
0: of Congress? Yes.
1: Like, how so? Well, she's the first person of color to do it. Also, she's also, she's just with it. Like, the last person didn't really know whose name I can't remember. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't really. It wasn't like a vital. She's going to make it a vital job. How so? You know, not like a figurehead kind of thing. She's worked in. I mean, she's she's from Baltimore. She's worked in public libraries. She's worked with again like underserved communities. She's done. It's like a more activist position. It's a, It's. She's. She knows that the, how relevant libraries can be. Yeah. And she is again. She's not a white. She's not another white woman. So. Yeah. But, but is she the first female? Yes. Yeah. As well. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, can you And she's uh, a real librarian, I feel like there's has been people help? Yeah. yeah before who are like a poet or you know.
0: <laughs> is it like the military where conceivably like if you serve at a branch and then you serve in central and then you like keep working and then could you be
1: the librarian of Congress? I guess oh, I, mean, so. I guess she yeah. did it, yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Hey, you just put an idea in my head. <laughs> that is for you. Yes. Hey, cool job. <laughs> at that level, what is your job? i
0: don't I don't really know what does um, the Library
1: of Congress do? you know what? I've never even been there, and I'm a librarian from the d c area so, whoa, yeah, you need yeah, to... this is like confessions of a <laughs> terrible librarian a but... lapsed librarian. I mean, I don't know the Library of Congress, I guess, is kind of the archive for American publishing, so you're sort of storing our history in a way, yeah, but Kind of a big deal. Yeah. I should also maybe go. Yeah, I, sh-
0: I should go and figure We're, out what they do. I mean, what for, do you guys do. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> us to both be readers, like I mean, you. Let's be honest. You're right. a librarian. It's it's tough yeah. that you haven't been, but we. Sh- I mean, we should go. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have mentors?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, How did you know. find them? I just. I don't know, I guess I just worked. It's just people I worked with mm. more. Yeah. And so. what kind of like
0: wh- why were they super important in terms of like navigating your I career mean, path?
1: It was more a lot of it was just people who happened to be my supervisor. Mm. So, or but it's um, like ugh,
0: think about it. It's like I've I've been working. I've been um, writing in magazines. I've been doing television now, and my mentors aren't necessarily the people who were my supervisors. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? Like yeah, so you yeah. you've you
0: probably lucked out and had like some pretty epic
1: bosses. Yeah, and it taught me to be an epic boss. But I feel like I've had mentors too that weren't even librarians that through outreach. So that's like how they like I like who? Like, well, no, actually, they probably were librarians, but also just teachers I worked with. Mm. And um, there's one librarian I worked with at Crossroads who was – she was actually I don't know if she still has the same job, but she had she was in charge of coordinating all the libraries for Passages Academy, which is just the school for kids in incarceration um, at, at in this system. Um, and she was I don't know she was just so. So spirited and so smart. I Feel like I learned a lot from her.
0: Are you ever scared that the ALA is going to lose funding under like a Trump presidency?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a scary. I feel like there's there's the IMLS, which actually Laura Bush um, was a big part of. So mm-hmm. thanks, Laura. But that we get huge grant funding from that, and it's like, I, is that even going to exist anymore? I don't know. So, I mean,
0: are people you you know, talking
1: about it in your world? I mean, I think we're more just thinking that we're just we're just. Almost invig- like just reminded of how important we are and how we need to keep going. Like how so. so? Just because we are, I mean, if people are looking for safe spaces and accepting spaces, that's the library is. It's a public. It's one of the only public spaces where you're just. There's no agenda. Um, we're not. You don't have to have a library card to come into a library. You don't have to.
0: I feel no, like I didn't you can, know that. <laughs> no,
1: you do not need a library card. You don't need to sh- you don't need an ID to come into a library. You just you just come in. The doors are open it's basically a friend of mine described it as a public park without a with a roof. So Which is great for indoor
0: <laughs> kids cuz sometimes I'm outside and I'm like this seems exposed. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like such an indoor person. So that's actually really good to know. And yeah, speaking of like the work you do, do you feel like you know, you're talking about safe spaces, we're talking about a time period in which um, kids are being bullied, like, at astronomical rates, like hate crimes are like through the roof. Do you feel like um, a responsibility to, like, introduce, like, different types
1: of POVs and, like, Mm -hmm. to, like, fertile minds? Yeah, and definitely, um, I mean, they they can call it bibliotherapy, but we also create book lists and, like, with bullying, we there's plenty of books, nonfiction and fiction about bullying written for kids. And if you read a story about a kid who's going through an experience like yours, you you know, you you lose the shame at the very least. And um and we we have like actually my my coworker just put out a ton of we also just have these sort of passive displays like like how that trans teen picked up that mm. list of resources. We we put out um anti bullying resources just this week and books about social justice and books about, you know, acceptance and and they're just there you know we're also not pushing them on anyone but just so people even see them and realize that what are that's co- out there what are some of the examples of like books that deal with like social justice and bullying um, I remember actually I feel like one book we've been putting out a lot is the March graphic novel series by John Lewis mm-hmm. so, I don't know it um, what's, he it, wrote to, what's it, it about he wrote it with his aide Andrew Aden so John Lewis was part of um, I think he was part of the SCLC he was, so he's a huge part of Martin Luther King's um, fight for Civil Rights in the 60s, and he's written these kind of memoirs, but they're in graphic novel format. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't... Sorry, I just assumed it was someone
1: else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, John Lewis. yeah. Yeah, and Nate Powell, who's a great um, illustrator, yeah. illustrated them, and the third one just came out, and um, they're really powerful, and they're definitely... They're so relevant for, for now, even though they're about things that happened, you know, 50 years ago, so. Um, do you ever find it hard...
0: When you are dealing with young people who are going through a lot, like being young sucks, like it's the worst. And do you ever feel like there's like a line you can't cross in terms of like, one, you obviously can't like save everyone Mm -hmm. or like get sucked up into their lives. Like, is that part of your job challenging?
1: In a way, it's a little different. Like I said, how we, you know, we might help someone, and we don't see them again, or we don't know. Yeah. So I think it's a little different if you're a teacher and you have this group of kids you get to know, and then you can really get a little embroiled. Um, and we have a lot of help, so we have a great outreach department who can connect a kid with a social worker. Um, we have a security staff who are trained to kind of call whoever is needed. So, but I think it is. I feel like with my staff too. I have to because people care so much. Yeah, you do have to. You do have to remember. First of all, you don't have to solve every problem by yourself. So you have coworkers to help you. But it can be hard. We have we have had some kids come to us in hard situations, and um, and it is kind of hard to not completely be able to help them. You know, yeah, like what's the yeah. response? What's the moral obligation there? I guess. Well, we're not mandated reporters, so we're not like teachers. Or if we see something, we think might be abusive or sketchy, we can tell our security officers and they, they can report it. But, I mean, we can also just operate as librarians and provide access to information. So,
0: mm. you know, if someone
1: needs a shelter, we can we can give them a phone number or we can help, you know, give them information about that. So,
0: so it's like yeah. really unobtrusive but there in case you people need it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I do think it's important if... I do think it's important not to see yourself as a savior and... If someone's confiding in you, you need to get – you just need to be a referral. It sounds so cold, but, you know. No, I mean – Yeah. You need to get them – you need to be a conduit for – For help. Whatever help they are. That's what we are. We're facilitators for information, basically.
0: (laughs) So how long do you imagine staying in the public library system? Oh, I'll do – I think I'll do this forever.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I feel like my – like, I'm interested in writing, music, comedy, but those are all things I can do – alongside being a librarian. So. Yeah, and at least
0: if you do yeah. another if you do like a job like elsewhere then those things can still be fun versus trying to do it exactly and
1: <laughs> like yeah. getting a dollar amount for it and
0: ruining it for yourself
1: forever. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't consider it a day I always think the term day job makes it sound it's kind of I Superfluous? don't know degrading or yeah, something, yeah. but but it is a good day job if you're if, if anyone out there is looking for a good day job. So we, it's a would good you, day job. would you recommend like being a librarian to other people. I always do. do and I, you? I know so many people I feel like everyone I know now is a librarian. Not because I told them yeah, to I was be gonna but say, I just, like a referral program. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, but more I mean, I have friends who inspired me to be a librarian. So but I feel like more and more people are doing it because it's a way to take if you're sort of artsy and you or you want to help people and you have interests and you don't know what to do with them, it makes them into a career. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of like coalesces everything into into a career and then you're you get to help people.
0: Do you have any trepidation going into this presidency vis a vis your job?
1: I mean I don't I I think I don't think my job is gonna be threatened. I mean I am where I do feel like the economy might take a nosedive and that's like when the economy crashed in two thousand eight do libraries the library did really badly like the budget was cut oh right um and but it's a lot of there weren't any layoffs but there's a hiring freeze so for years we weren't hiring anybody and it was and now we've hired so many new people and the i mean i don't want to go i don't want to get ahead of myself you know so
0: do what what do people you know how like um the economy is related (laughs) to hemlines is related to this and the other (laughs) or like you know um Purchasing confidence or whatever. Is there, like, any correlation between the o- economy and, like, people going to the library?
1: The, well, when the economy's bad, people, library usage increases. So. Really? But, that, but then what's so sad is that our funding has also decreased. Like, our hours, our hours actually, you know, now our hours have been expanded because we have more staff. But now, you know, it's it's like a terrible kind yeah. of a balance, imbalance. Um,
0: what... What's the advice you would give to someone who wants to do what you do?
1: Oh, to be a librarian? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, if they want to be a public librarian, I'd say first just you should enjoy people. Like you should actually like people. You don't have to love them. Or you don't have to like them. You should love them. I think that's what Martin Luther King, via Jesus Christ, said. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think – and you should be flexible and – and it is a changing career. It's like it's funny how people think like to think of it as, in its stereotypes. But like I said, I feel like my library degree is expired. Like it's everything's changed so much because it's really tied to technology and and pop culture and political whatever's going on politically, socially. So
0: what else? Yeah. What about your ingredients? Do you think makes you a good librarian?
1: I think well, first I think just under. I think you should definitely. I, I think you should understand what libraries do and why they exist because that will always keep you going. That way you just have a larger picture. So a lot of people like to make fun of library school. Like, oh, uh, you you know, I, you do learn a lot on the job and it's not the hardest degree, though. I feel like I learned a lot in library school, but mostly you get a context for what you're doing. Which is what? So, like, what's the TLDR, the log line of, like, what libraries do? I mean, it's, it's kind of what I've been saying. Like, we... We exist because we're a democracy and, we, and the citizens can vote. They have to be informed. So the libraries are there to provide access to information and educate the citizenry. And you can go to the library and learn whatever you need. Um, that's what we're there for. And we're, we have no agenda, you know, beyond just wanting to provide that and wanting to help people. Is it hard not to have an agenda? I mean, it's funny. There's, that's kind of a debate, too. Like, well, is the library really a neutral space? And when is it time to give up our neutral Thing. And and libraries. What's interesting is that they will become activists when that sort of rights are threatened. Like librarians spoke out against the Patriot Act, you know. There's um, or, or any kind of hate speech, or because that's that's limited viewpoints, and mm. we want open viewpoints. And that's
0: anathema yeah. to librarians. Yes,
1: yeah. And and again, we are an accepting open space where where you know we we try to stock books on every viewpoint too. So so why would we turn away people because of what they're you know, the way they are, or what they believe, or how they live. So. Do you have alt-right books in libraries? Um, I mean, so our our books are selected. They do have to have, like, review, like, be reviewed in actual, you know, respected review sources. So we're not going to have every crazy, we are not having, every, like, the, the Pepe the, the Frog, like, meme book or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Unless it got, you know, published by somebody. And, and it was reviewed. reviewed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or if it was popular, like, people are asking for it. But yeah, so I mean, if, it's not like we're just stocked with like people like pro libraries or pro, you know, you know, whatever left wing causes that support what we support. Right, so. right, right.
0: Interesting. But, All right. Well, um, this has been really educational. I feel like I knew nothing and now know lots more, which is <laughs> very helpful. Thank you so much for coming oh, in. Thanks
1: for having me. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm in love with my life.